Okay, it's here. We can finally say it. It is no longer 2020, which means all the problems go away, right? Oh, they don't? Shoot. Oh well, this is today. Welcome to This Is Today, the podcast that features the stories that make this day unique. It's Friday, January 1st, 2021. So not only welcome to the podcast, but welcome to a new year. I'm Russ, and here's what you need to know about today. Yes, it is New Year's Day today. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, I could have totally messed with you. I could have done it. I could have Groundhog's day you? Yes, I could have just said it's 2020 and then you would have thought all day, oh, it's 2020 again, I got to live through all that a second time? No, no, we're not going to do that. Nobody would ever make a Groundhog's Day movie about 2020. I say that, but somebody probably will because, you know, there's no new ideas in Hollywood. <laughs> all right, so Happy New Year's to you. It is also National Bloody Mary Day. Uh, apparently, Bloody Marys are great for hangover. Now, what is unclear is what to do with a hangover from a Bloody Mary. I, I don't know what you do there, but uh, at least it'll get you through today. You can figure out uh, tomorrow. Take one day at a time uh, because it is National Hangover Day as well. And uh, really, is it a hangover from the alcohol last night or is it a hangover from 2020? I don't know, but whichever it is, I guess have a Bloody Mary for today, get through today, and then we'll deal with tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. All right, let's deal with uh, the events of today. Uh, today. That really works out, doesn't it? Uh, on this day in 1673, mail service started between New York and Boston. So no longer did they have to, like, you know, use a stagecoach or whatever it was to uh, tell each other that they hated each other. They could actually use the mail for that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, those uh, rivalries uh, between New York and Boston started way before the Red Sox and the Yankees and the Curse of the Bambino and all of that. Hey, speaking of the Curse of the Bambino, yes, my first really great segue of the year uh, is about the curse of the Bambino. Actually, it's about the Bambino, Babe Ruth. Yes, we are talking with the curator of the Babe Ruth Museum next week. So be sure to listen next week on uh, Tuesday. We're going to be doing that. So that's a, a cool little uh, talk about Babe Ruth. We get to learn about him. And don't worry, we don't get too baseball geeky in that particular episode. But uh, I will on certain episodes, I'm sure. On this day in 1863, the government recognized... 3.5 million enslaved African Americans as citizens. Yes, the Emancipation Proclamation or Proclamation 95 went into effect. This was signed by Abraham Lincoln on September 22nd, 1862, and it went into effect on this day in 1863. In 1902, the first Rose Bowl was played, and uh, that, of course, was played in Pasadena, California. Michigan beat Stanford. 49 to 0. So that was a really, I'm sure, exciting game. Yeah, you got to love to watch those <laughs> games with such a scoring difference there. Uh, in 1903, on this day, Teddy Roosevelt unveiled the new renovations to the West Wing of the White House. And uh, yes, we, uh, uh, you know, they've remodeled this thing several times, but uh, this was a big remodel that Teddy got to uh, reveal to the world. Uh, yeah, you know, they didn't have TV back then. So really, I guess they just took some photos and uh, put them in a newspaper and uh, they were grainy and ugly. But 
he needed to do those photos and he needed to do this renovation because the White House really was falling apart. <laughs> and, and TR really wanted to make the house look a lot bigger and more, let's say, powerful than it had looked before. So they moved some walls and uh, changed the floorboards and they did all these stuff, you know, careful to save some stuff for historical preservation. However, it was a big renovation at the time. And uh, in the dining room, you know, because TR was a hunter, he put up the moose heads and whatever else, I don't know, whatever he shot back then. He had all of those uh, up on the walls so that he could brag about the animals that he had uh, hunted over his time. And uh, we've got one more event here in 1934. Alcatraz became a federal prison. And that, of course, remained a federal prison until... 1963. And Alcatraz actually, uh, in 1969, was occupied for more than 19 months by a group of Native Americans. All of this history is covered. If you go on one of those Alcatraz tours, they're fantastic, and they're unfortunately closed right now. But hey, you know what? Put that on your uh, to-do list for uh, 2021, because it is a fun trip to get to San Francisco and go check out Alcatraz. All right. Well, you know what? We don't know what the future holds. We don't even know if you'll be able to make trip plans for this year. However, we do have somebody that might be able to put a little insight into what to expect in 2021. And we will talk to her right after this. All right, and welcome back. So it's 2021. Oh man, we've all waited so long to say that. I feel like uh, we're out of 2020. What does 2021 hold for us? Well, no one really knows what this year is gonna be like, but I figure, you know what? Maybe we could look at some astrology signals or some tarot cards, things like that. So Gigi from Guidance by Gigi is joining me today. Hey, Gigi. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited that it's 2021. I'm sure uh, almost everybody listening is is also excited, but we don't really know what 2021 is going to hold for us. Some people look at the stars and astrology to try mm -hmm. to figure out what the future is. And now you do some of that. So what do you think that 2021 is going to bring us? Okay. Uh, so first of all, just looking overall at some very important astrological placements that we're going to be seeing or have already started with at the end of 2020 going into 2021, um, there is a lot of talk in pop culture and some disagreement among certain astrologers about when is the age of Aquarius. Um, you may have heard this term from the Hairspray song, uh, the popular play Hairspray. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and years ago, um, when Woodstock was around, it was sold as an Aquarian exposition um, without anybody ever really knowing, you know, what, what the heck was that? You know, they just thought, ooh, peace, love, and music, let's go. But in pop culture references and also in astrology, we're looking to the Aquarius because in 2020, 
2020, actually just on December 21st, 2020, we had what was called the Christmas star. Have you heard of this at all yet? Yeah. I tried to find it. I couldn't find it. I was looking all over the place for it. Yeah. So depend, you know, it doesn't really matter how into astrology you are or how into spirituality you are. A lot of people have heard about this. A lot of news outlets are covering it, or you're seeing celebrities online talking. Um, basically what the Christmas star was, was a conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn. And a conjunction is simply when two planets appear to meet in the sky because they're so close together. And specifically, Jupiter and Saturn is considered uh, a great conjunction. Number one, it's so easy to see with the naked eye in the sky because they're so large and that makes it very special. But also, astrologers revere Jupiter and Saturn um, because they're further out in our solar system. They do take more time than the inner planets to travel around the Earth. So when Jupiter and Saturn, you know, get closer to us like this, uh, astrologers believe that they have a great influence on the collective as a whole. And what I mean is societies, um, you know, governments, whole cultures, institutions. Um, these really affect everybody all together collectively rather than on an individual level. Now, this conjunction with Jupiter and Saturn was extra special because Jupiter and Saturn meet and get close to each other about every 20 years in the Gregorian calendar, but they have not been this close as they were during the day of the Christmas star since 1623. And, and it's then, not going to happen again until like 2400 or something. It's, yes. it's like very rare that this happens. Yes, and even more notably important and to support our point that we're making about this being the possible age of Aquarius that we're coming into, Jupiter and Saturn have not had a conjunction in Aquarius since 1405. And this was roughly around the time of the Renaissance period. Mm. Seeing as what we're going through now in 2020, you know, we might be feeling those feelings coming out of 2020 where we're ready to create. People are ready to innovate. You know, we've been seeing a lot of isolation and obviously people are feeling very disconnected and we're really missing our loved ones and we're missing connection and creativity and really just expressing ourselves. So I think coming out of 2020 into 2021, I really do believe this is going to be a dawn of an age of Aquarius where people are creating more and they're freelancing more and people are really starting to realize that our government doesn't work for us and we do not need to accept the way that things are structured in society in order to be happy. You know what? Yeah. What's interesting about that is, you know, I've, I've talked to a lot of people that have started either podcasts or written books or movies or, you know, whatever it is, they're working on all of these projects. They're taking this time of isolation to, you know, fill it with all of this artwork essentially that they've been creating. So it's interesting that you say that. And I, you know, it aligns directly with what I've been hearing from the various folks that I've talked to on the show. People have said to me, well, you know, there's already protests, there's already innovation going on, we're already seeing, you know, technology change, yeah, we get it, um, but this has already been going on, so what's 2021 going to be any different? Well, if we look at where um, Jupiter and Saturn have been in the last year, they have been traveling through the sign of Capricorn. Um, Capricorn is considered in astrology an oppressive, authoritarian, industrious energy. So 
that also would make sense right now because it seems like a lot of our protests that we're doing and a lot of our social movements that we're trying to push forward, our government is just it's going one in one ear and out the other. And so was the age of Aquarius also in the 60s? Because when you look at the 60s, you see a lot of turmoil as well. It, it's kind of a subjective thing. And a lot of astrologers do kind of have different interpretations, opinions or arguments against, you know, when is the age of Aquarius or what does that really mean? Um so I'm inferring for me personally, I believe this is the age of Aquarius or another age of Aquarius, um, because like I said, we are seeing another Renaissance period in my eyes. And that is similar to, like you said, uh, the days of Woodstock. And look what was happening around that time. Oh, yeah. The Vietnam War, um, you know, a lot of people were just finally starting to see on television, you know, what the government is doing with our military to our citizens. Um, and so Woodstock was kind of a result of that, of that oppressive energy and that upheaval. So I definitely do think that that was another age of Aquarius in pop culture as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it was uh, such a crazy time. And every time I mention the 60s, and I see that, you know, oh, I've got an event that I've got to talk about in the 60s. Uh, <laughs> this one's going to be a rough one. <laughs> you know, Because yeah. there's so many things that went on assassinations and just all kinds of crazy stuff that happened in the 60s. Um, but there was also that kind of peace and love movement of just, you know, um, creation of art and creation of all these different other things. So it'll be interesting to see um, if this does uh, happen in uh, 2021. What about uh, another way of looking at this would be tarot cards. Do you do tarot cards as well? Uh, yes, I did. I did a small spread for the show just to kind of break down how I think overall the year will go in sections. Um, I did pull three different cards to cover the entire year and the overall themes I think that we're going to see. Uh -huh. So the first card that I did pull um, in this three card spread is uh, the death card. <laughs> Great. And death in tarot is not always innately standing for actual death. It represents the death of cycles. It represents change. And whether you like it or not, the, you know, the ground underneath you is changing. So you better move with it or it's going to fall out. And I think that's extremely appropriate for moving into 2021. Mm -hmm. and, and people are going to have to accept this is it. Things are not going back to the way that they were. I think that's everybody's biggest fear is, you know, when can we go back to normal? When are things going to go back to normal? And this the short answer is they're not they're not going to go back to normal. So you kind of have to move along with the new ways of the world or you're going to be left behind. And what was the second card that you pulled? The second card that I pull, I did pull the High Priestess card. So in the Rider Way Tarot series, the High Priestess stands for a couple things. It can be intuition. Also, interestingly, it can stand for feminine energy. I also pulled another card for clarification. Okay, we're going to be reflecting. We're going to be seeing innovation. We're going to see technology moving forward. Um, but what else does this mean? So I also pulled the star. And for anybody who reads tarot or is interested in tarot knows, um, ironically, the star card is tied to the Aquarius zodiac sign. Hmm. This was just confirmation for me. Um, we're going to continue to wash away the old, bring in the new. And in literal terms, 
I think we're going to see a lot of increased humanitarian efforts. I think we're going to see a lot less mental and emotional dependency on our government for, you know, satisfaction and direction. Um, Also, 2021 is going to bring, as I said, technological innovations and more so than just working from home. We're also seeing this already. Um, Have you heard about Facebook being sued by multiple attorney generals. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, I have. <laughs> and, then, and you know, that's crazy because for so many years of our lives, we have all, think about how much you depend on, you know, Facebook and Instagram and all those big companies. And now all of a sudden, you know, years later down the road, everybody's turning their attention to the fact that it has been monopolized. Um, you know, our data is being taken out from underneath us secretly. You know, there's a lot of things going on that kind of have had a free reign. It's kind of like a wild west on the internet still a little bit because it is so new in our history. So I do see the breakdown of not only large institutions such as the government, but also the internet as well. And people may flock Hmm. to smaller platforms, um, such as, you know, people have small Patreons, you know, they share their work and they make commissions. I think we're going to see more people on those smaller forums like that. Interesting. I talked to a guest about, you know, automation and things like that and just the speed of technology. And they were talking about how in the next year or so, we're going to see such leaps in technology because of everything that's happened with the pandemic. There's now Mm -hmm. this need for people to have home delivery. And so, okay, we're going to see probably the drones just go that much faster or self-driving cars, all these various things that are just going to speed up technology. Um, We're, you know, sort of a futurist kind of thing. And, you know, what I hope though, uh, in in the future is we're not all wearing the same clothes, like in all those science fiction movies. Yeah, that would be absolutely awful. No, I, really I don't. I don't see us all wearing <laughs> terrible tacky outfits. Um, okay, that's good. With large structures and, and capitalism breaking down, I see you know, and a lot of other astrologers are kind of seeing an interest in small businesses, and mm-hmm. you know, supporting people who we know where our money is going, and we like to support an experience rather than just a generic product. It's just, it's incredible. I sit every day and like scroll through. I'm like, this is so amazing what people are doing. And they're kind of in their own little way, they're cutting out the middleman, they're doing what they like, and it makes them happy. And and hopefully bringing them in an income as well, so they can survive and eat. There's your sign towards not moving towards all wearing the same thing. Of course, we're all wearing the same thing right now, sweats. Uh (laughs) (laughs) What was the third card? That you pulled for the last card that I pulled for 2021 um, was the Temperance card, and again, if you are have any knowledge on tarot, you know that this card is tied to Sagittarius, and that would be the end of the year, so November to December 2021. Um, we're not going to necessarily go back to normal, like I said, or what people perceive as normal, but this may be the amount of time it takes to get anywhere remotely near that. Because remember, even though the Aquarius energy is innovative and, you know, humanitarian and open-minded and loving, as much as they are all those positive things, they can also go the opposite way and be very extreme. Uh, The energy can be stubborn. It can be people digging their heels in. So we're not going to see the end of 
protesting. We're not going to see the end of, you know, people raising their voice and, and voicing their grievances. However, I don't think it's going to be so many alarming events back to back as much as 2020 was. And also with this influence of, you know, more open-minded energies and worrying more about the collective, I think that those messages are not going to fall on deaf ears as we saw in 2020, which I think is where a lot of people's frustration is coming from. Hey, uh, so if somebody wanted to get a personal reading from you, where would they go to do that? I am, you know, very active on my social media accounts, especially Twitter and Reddit. But if you want to get to know me personally, read my blog or, you know, consult with me, one-on-one. My website is www.guidancebygg.com. And that is where all my links are, my email, and that's how you could get a hold of me uh, the best way. Awesome. And I'll put a link to that in the podcast description. I think I've got to have you back in like six months or so, and, and we'll check in to see how we're doing. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> that would be good, right? Yes. All right. So thank you so much for uh, joining me today and happy new year to you. Thank you. Happy new year to you as well. And I hope you enjoy and get some uh, good energy from the age of Aquarius, I think that we're in now. Well, I will take good energy wherever I can get it. All right, let's take a look at our birthdays for today. In 1864, George Washington Carver was born. He died in 1943, a botanist, an inventor, a university teacher, a chemist, a biologist, known for so much there. Uh, in 1987, Merrill Davis, the ice dancer, was born. Vern Troyer was born on this day in 1969. J. Edgar Hoover was also born on this day in 1895. And J.D. Salinger, born on this day in 1919. That's your look at January 1st. Happy New Year to you. And thanks for listening to This Is Today. We hope we are a part of your entire year. And hey, you know what? If you want to make sure that we cover something on a future episode, let us know. Go to thisistodaypodcast.com to make suggestions, give us feedback, and see our other podcasts. I hope you enjoyed learning about today. I'm Russ, and I'll talk to you on Monday. Monday.